0: Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the weekend and welcome to the Pittsburgh Pirates Rant Podcast. It is the end of the season and it is the beginning of the postseason. I mean, technically, the Pirates are in the postseason only because their season is over. They're not playing postseason baseball. Uh, Most likely, Brian Reynolds is down in North Carolina playing golf right now and not playing baseball. And most likely this time next year, Brian Reynolds will be on a different Major League Baseball team. But I guess that's something for later. Um, For now, welcome to the show. Uh, Don't forget to check out Three Rivers Apparel, the number three, and then Rivers Apparel, on Twitter, Facebook, the internet. You can DM them with ideas, but they always have new Steeler shirts. They have a lot of funny shirts about Matt Canada and Bob Nutting, And dudes like that, you know what I mean? And they send me free stuff because I'm commercial free on the show. I don't do this for the money, but they do send me free shirts from time to time. And I do appreciate it. Um, Yeah, I guess we could touch on that. It looks like this will be the year that Brian Reynolds will be jetsoned out. And it just looks like they, a couple people noticed too. They played um, G1 Bay in center field the last couple games of the year. Um, and then when the marketing department put out the final, um, the final uh, lineup on Twitter, they had a picture of Jiwon Bay and Brian Reynolds was nowhere to be seen. So, hey, I mean, the writing's on the wall, even if Jason Mackey pretends that, oh, no, we haven't heard anything about that, you would think that this is the year. I mean, first of all, they don't pay guys two years into arbitration if they don't extend it just doesn't happen. Other teams, they pay guys all the way through arbitration and then they extend. You know, they don't worry about any of this kind of stuff. But, you know, when you're talking about the Pittsburgh Pirates, they have strict rules about keeping their active payroll around $30 million, which is what it's at right now, um, to $35 million, which is what it might be at some point like during the year. Um, so there you have it as far as that goes. Uh, yeah, I, I did get a lot of... Um, on my tweet yesterday, because I came up with at least seven um, starting pitchers that are playing for other teams this year in the playoffs. These are just the ones that are in the playoffs. Um, Tyler Glass now, uh, Joe Musgrove, um, Quintana, of course, uh, Jamison Tallian, who they drafted, Garrett Cole, who they drafted, Um, Tyler Anderson, who they picked up similar to the way they picked up Quintana on a one year deal, but then they didn't offer to keep him. And then Charlie Morton, who they drafted, and he's been with other teams for quite a while. And that doesn't even include, um, guys like, um, well, there's probably three or four other starting pitchers out there in the league that used to start for the Pirates. And most of them are better than what the Pirates have now, you know, and that just shows you that, um, You know, they only care about their payroll. They don't really care about winning. And then there's people that buy into this, you know, team of rookies thing. And they're just like, you know, even if guys are only major league replacement players, you know, it's not that easy to find those guys if you're not going to pay them much, you know, and you're never going to find those guys as rookies, you know. Well, I mean, almost never, you know usually the first couple years of a player, they will be below replacement level. Um and you probably noticed that with guys like Bly Madras, um, who had an OPS of like five fifty. Um, or guys like um yeah, who do we get? Well, Hoy Park and the other guy we got in that trade, Diego Castillo, you know, were both well below um major league average. Um, Guys like Cal Mitchell were below Major League Average. Pretty much everybody you try, except for maybe one or two guys that you get lucky on every couple years, will be below Major League Average. And then we know the way the Pirates do it, too. Um, They manipulate you your first year, and then they have three years of control. And basically, that doesn't mean control. It means three years of where you're going to be making close to the Major League minimum. They might have to pay some bonuses out with guys like Roanzi Contreras and O'Neal Cruz. But they've tried to avoid those bonuses, especially with Roanzi, by um, not letting him finish wins, you know, trying to keep his war down so they don't have to pay him extra money. And they also um, tried to keep him down long enough so that they don't have to pay Super 2 in the first year. Stuff like that, you know what I mean? So um, they'll manipulate you the first year, and then Cruz will be on the team... 2023, 2024, and 2025. Uh 2026 will be his last full year because that's the year he's arbitration one. And they usually don't mind paying that 4 million bucks. And then 2027 will be the year they trade him at the deadline, you know, or maybe just before the year. We'll just see how it goes. It just depends, usually at the deadline though. And uh, that's just what they do and it'll just keep going like that. Now, the only thing that might change that is if we get a salary floor in 2027, they might choose to keep a guy like O'Neill Cruz longer than they normally would. You know, and possibly that would be your window of opportunity. I mean, I, usually, I don't really see any chance of this team ever finishing above third place because there's always going to be a couple teams better in the division. For the next few years, it's certainly going to be the Cardinals and the Cubs. Uh, Because the Cubs are, they already finished really strong. They won like uh, 12 out of the last 14 games. Uh, They're going to spend a decent amount of money in the offseason. And they're going to try to win again, you know. And the Cardinals are always going to win. I mean, even though the Cardinals brought up some really good rookies this year, they still have, um, their top two rookies are still better than the Pirates' top two rookies, you know. So, I mean, there's, and even though we've tanked for four years, that's just how it goes, They're just better at it, you know? We don't have anybody that's as good as Jordan Walker, you know, and they have other guys that are performing much better than our guys, really across the system. And the Cubs system is pretty good, and the Reds system is pretty good. So, you know, you would think that the Reds will probably jump ahead of the Pirates. And then I don't know that the Brewers will bottom out below the Pittsburgh Pirates at any point. But I would say, like, their best chance... To finish in third place would probably be that 2026, 2027 range uh, because it takes a couple years for players to get, you know, their feet wet. And normally that's why like someone like Kevin Newman, who's probably just getting better, we're going to trade him and he's probably going to get better with another team, you know, and that's kind of how it works typically with the Pittsburgh Pirates. Same thing with Brian Reynolds, you know. I mean, even though he had a great year last year and was in the running for MVP, um, you know, he, he might still develop into a better player somewhere else, you know, but his time's up with the pirates, you know, cause he's not, it looks like at this point he knows he's out the door. Um, they asked him a question and he made kind of a sarcastic comment and, um, you know, he, he kind of knew the writing was on the wall. Oh, I've been having some bugs with my, um, podcast. So I'm going to try to pause it now and see if this works. Anyways, yeah, it, does, it looks like I fixed the bug, whatever was going off on with my podcast. Uh, anyways, I dropped my daughter off at um, Wilkes University yesterday, and she's super excited. Um, she was recruited by the swimming team, and she wants to go into engineering um, for biomedical stuff, like making um, prosthetic um, body parts. You know, she's pretty focused on what she wants to do, so... She's excited about that. Looks like she's going to get a free ride. I'm also heading out to the Pittsburgh area today. Um, The baseball season is over, but I'm going to be at IUP for the whole weekend. And I'll probably be going out in the area um, to Permanese to watch the games. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm not sure what the closest Permanese is. I might head over to Slippery Rock for one um, because I know there's one in Grove City. And I might head over to... um, there's one in um what's that place with the mall when you go through the tunnel? I know you could answer me and I wouldn't hear you, but um yeah monroeville yeah the monroeville mall there's a um there's a permanes in Monroeville that's only about an hour away from i u p and there might be one that's even closer. I'm not sure i mean it's possible that there's one in Newcastle or i forget the name of the the weird towns um around i u p or between IUP and Slippery Rock, you know. I know there's not one in Slate Lick, but I was thinking about something else. Catanning, um, that's right. Catanning might have one. I'm not sure. Um, I I know that they don't have one in um, in Johnstown, which is only about 45 minutes away. So I'm going to have to like head towards Pittsburgh. And the reason I pick Permanis is it's the one place that I know that they usually will put the game on if you ask, you know. And they usually do have... The baseball games on their TVs. So it's pretty cool. And the football games on Sunday, Um, which it should be fun going out to watch the Steelers. Um, The last time I watched the Steelers in the Pittsburgh area, I was in college, I think. Now, maybe I did this like um, after college once or twice. Uh, But no, I was just after college and I went to um, this really cool bar in... uh, I'm trying to think. It's near Monroeville. It's one of those cute little towns near the, the south side or the east side of the city. Um, I can't remember the name of it, but I think it's near where – I think it's near Squirrel Hill. So, like, right in that area. I watched a football game, and they were giving away, like, black and gold M&Ms. It was just fun. You know, it was a big party for the Steelers, you know. And even though the Steelers probably aren't going to win this week versus – um uh, the Bills. I think I want to do that. You know, I think that'll be fun hanging out, watching the game with some Steeler fans. And I'll wear a Pirates shirt and see if anybody has any comments about it. <laughs> so uh, that'll be a good time. You know, hey, maybe I'll wear my Pittsburgh Pirates rant podcast shirt. Um, so let's see, there's that stuff going on. But you see my point, you know, they're never really going to win because they're never going to increase their payroll. Um, and most guys are going to be gone. Like they they signed Key Brian Hayes last year and they're going to sign Mitch Keller this year. Um, so they will have a few guys, you know, maybe one a year um, that's signed to these team-friendly deals. But it will never be enough until you actually, you know, have some veterans on your team to actually do some serious winning. You know, when I look back at 2014, it was crazy, man. I mean, that pitching coach, maybe he ran out of time. But at the time, in 2014, he was considered the, one of the best pitching coaches in the game for his reclamation projects. They had six starting pitchers with ERAs under four. So not one of the starters that they started that year had an ERA over four. And this year's Pirates, you only have two starters with ERAs under four. Um, Roanza Contreras and Mitch Keller. Um, And we started like 14 guys this year at starting pitchers, and none of them, unless you count Oviedo, which is a small sample size, none of the other ones, most of them finished over five, to be honest with you. Uh, Not only that, I think what a lot of people remember from that 2014 Pirates team is that um, they had three relief pitchers with ERAs under 170, or 1.7 ERA. It was just insane, you know, and that's how they were beating the Cardinals and the Brewers and all those teams and even the upcoming Cubs who were bad for a while but just getting good, you know. I mean, I'm not among the people who complain that they only got a one-game series, you know, and they lost two out of three of them because if you're good enough, you know, you would have won that one game. I mean, it doesn't matter that you were facing Bumgardner or whoever, you know, I mean that was the way the system was. So you can't complain like the Pirates got screwed. I mean they only made the playoffs 3 times in the last 30 years. And they don't really put any effort. They used to put an effort back then. But now that the um now that the revenue sharing has been increased several times, um there's no incentive for them to try to win anymore, you know? So um the owner quickly um, cut the salary once they increased it, you know, and they never signed anybody to like 80, 90, hundred million dollar deals. Like even the, um, the raise will do. Um, even the, uh, I don't know how much the um, Key Brian Hayes deal was in total, but it was only like 60 million or something like that. So maybe it was 70 million, but it was over a lot of years. So I guess my point is that um, this is never going to work, you know? I mean, you're never going to win with a bunch of 24 and 25-year-olds in Major League Baseball because that's not the way baseball works. Um, It takes three years just to get going, you know, if you're a veteran, you know, just to start that um, consistent play, you know? I mean, even someone like um, Juan Soto had a down year this year just because he's still trying to get his feet under him, you know? I mean, he's still learning the game. You know, so he had a great year and then guys, you know, adjusted to him a little bit and then he's got to adjust back and it just takes time. You know, Um, like Brian Reynolds will probably be putting up 875 OPSs year after year, um, you know, starting next year, a couple years from now and for the next six years or so, you know, because that's what happens once you're a veteran and once you um, really become one of the better players in the league. You know, like, I guess you would say like a plus player. And, you know, you're good at it and you work at it and you're a professional, you know? But the Pirates never have any professionals because as soon as they become professionals, they get shipped out to other teams, you know? And that's why you have seven starting pitchers going for other teams this year um, in the playoffs. And they're actually all pretty good, you know? They're all better than Mitch Keller You know, and they're all better than Roanze Contreras at this point. So it's just going to keep going, you know. Like by the time Roanze Contreras is gone, you know, he'll just be getting his consistency, you know. And he'll be on another team making the playoffs and so on. I mean, it's just the same thing over and over. But for some reason, people still buy into it, you know. Like every time they put a new general manager out there or, or whatnot, you know, they change the messaging a little bit. People seem to want to buy into it, and there are, you know, a few thousand people on Facebook and Twitter, mostly kids, I guess, that want to buy into this rebuild, you know, that actually still think that that they're rebuilding towards something, and a lot of podcasts will try to um, placitate that same feeling, you know, whether it's the Fan Forum or even whether it's um, Craig Toth um, or you know, NS9, they'll all kind of make make it sound like the Pirates are going to be good someday when guys like Henry Davis are up here. I mean, we don't even know if Henry Davis is going to be good enough to be an average major league player. You know, we don't know if he's going to be as good as Ben Gamel. We don't know if he's going to be as good as Kevin Newman, you know. You just don't know until they try because most of these guys bust out, you know. And that's what most fans don't understand, you know. And... When you see guys like Newman and Gamel going, um, the fanboys are usually pretty happy about it because they think those guys were blocking the rookies that they've heard so much about. But guess what? Those rookie prospects are not going to be very good in the major leagues, most likely. And even the ones you do hit on, whether it's one or two of them a year, um, they're most, most of those guys are going to be gone after three and a half years. Uh, The first year you manipulate, the second year you um, go into those three years of making the minimum. And then the year after that is your last full year with the team. Okay, I'm gonna try this bug again, make sure this is still working. Okay, looks like the segments are recording okay. Hey, one final idea I had um, before I go for the day is um, especially heading into the the midterm, election season. I had an idea, and I'm not sure why why no politician has jumped on this. But let's say, you know, Pittsburgh is generally a Democratic city, right? Well, if a Republican wanted to try to get in, one way they could do it, think about how many Penguins fans and Steelers fans there are out there. One way you could get into it is you could offer to sue the Pittsburgh Pirates for not trying to win. You know, and you could get the city on board, and you could get a lot of businesses around the city on board. And here's why because that ballpark is publicly financed, um, you could make the case that by not trying to win, the Pittsburgh Pirates are doing a disservice to the businesses surrounding PNC Park. You know, and it's not just the place right across the street um, that makes those stakes on the stone. But really, it's all businesses in that area and even across the bridges, you know, in that area over there are being hurt during the summer by the Pittsburgh Pirates not trying to win, you know, and not putting any money back into the product. Um, Money that they're getting from the city with that beautiful ballpark and money that they're getting from the rest of Major League Baseball, um, like I said, with revenue sharing. And I think you could make a case you could win. You, you could win suing the Pittsburgh Pirates for not attempting to win. And the easy way to do it is just show that, you know, just show those seven pitchers that are pitching in the playoffs this year um, that were recently on the Pittsburgh Pirates, at least in the last decade. Um, Tyler Glass now, Jose Quintana, Joe Musgrove, Jamison Tallion, Garrett Cole, um, I forget what Anders Tyler Anderson, I guess it is, and Charlie Morton. Just those guys playing in the playoffs makes a really good case that the Pittsburgh Pirates are not spending the money trying to keep quality players and put a winning product on the field. And actually, you know, because, I mean, it is a sport, you know, and we know that if if you went to court and you said, you know, why do you play a sport? They could just look in um, the handbook. You know, it's like when you play a board game and you read it uh, on the board game. The, the first rule is trying to win the game, you know? And the fact that the Pirates aren't trying to win games. You know, they'll win 60 to 70 games most years, but they're not trying to win most of their games. Let's put it that way. Like, they're not trying to win a championship. That's obvious, you know? And other than, you know, most of the people like, that buy into it, maybe they have to, you know, because they're part of the media. Um, I know that the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette went on strike a couple days ago. And I know that um, Jason Mackey of the Post-Gazette is somewhat intimidated by the Pittsburgh Pirates. Um, He doesn't use the words, um, like, um, trying to manipulate service time. He won't use those words, you know. And he puts out that crazy tweet, like, my... um, you know, like my podcast the other day that, oh, if we have all these rookies back, I'm happy, you know? I mean, that's just insane, basically, thinking it's insanity, thinking that you're gonna win that way, you know? And I think that you could prove that in court, you know, that the Pittsburgh Pirates in 2014 had a playoff team. They had the number one um, uh, farm system and they systematically tore that down by getting rid of anybody that made too much money, you know? And then proceeded to lose 100 games in a row um, these last two years, and likely next year. Especially if Reynolds is gone, you know? I mean, if Reynolds is gone next year, how are you ever going to win 100? How are you ever going to not lose 100 games, you know? Because you'll have to make up not just Reynolds um, stuff, but you'll have to make up Chavis, You'll have to make up um, Newman. You'll have to make up Ben Gamble. I mean, just those guys combined have like 60 doubles, you know? And then when you throw Reynolds in there, it's like 90 doubles, you know? So, yeah, it's very unlikely to happen with a bunch of um, unproven guys, you know, that are making league minimum. But this is what the Pirates are trying to sell you on. And it's crazy the fanboys on Twitter, you know, they'll pick on me because they think I'm making shit up, you know, and I don't understand, and I'm being negative. I mean, it's just the facts, you know? They're there. Take a look, you know? Yeah, there's some teams that do win with very low payrolls. Uh, Cleveland and Tampa Bay are making the playoffs this year. But those teams do it completely differently. I mean, those teams always win. In fact, Cleveland and Tampa Bay have um, some of the better records over the last decade know in Major League Baseball they're in the top 10 record wise for the last decade in Major League Baseball you know because they're good at it I mean they really want to win you know they might not have the active payroll like their active payroll might only be twice of what the Pirates is Um, but they're going to put a lot of money into scouting development Um, they're very good at what they do you know and they win. You know, the Pittsburgh Pirates are very bad at what they do. They're bad at drafting. They're bad at developing players. You know, the players all get better once they leave. You know, and particularly that, um, that relief pitcher that we traded to um, the Yankees last, last year. And I don't know who we got back. Maybe it was just those, I think it was just those junk guys that I mentioned, Huey Park and Diego Castillo. Uh, but we traded them. One of the best relief pitchers in baseball this year, you know, and all they did was tweak it a little bit, you know, like the he already had the stuff. They just had to tweak a couple things with his delivery and his mindset. (coughs) So it just goes to show you that the Pirates have no idea what they're doing. They don't care if they win. They're making boatloads of money with revenue sharing and they're making enough money with concessions uh, on weekends, like when the Phillies come to town when the Red Sox come to town, when the Yankees come to town, when the Mets come to town, when the Blue Jays come to town and when the Cardinals come to town, when you have something big going on like um, like this past weekend, you know, like they were trying to um, get as many home runs as possible by um, their retiring players. You know, it was the last dance for Molina and those guys. So, I mean, he doesn't care, you know, that people don't come on a Tuesday night versus the Reds because he makes plenty of money in concessions during those other games. And I didn't even mention like the drone nights, the kids days, um, the giveaways, um, Star Wars night, all those things, you know. So, I mean, this team is never going to try to win. And I guess, you know, I'm probably going to focus my podcast on that as much as um, all the other stuff going on, going forward. Because there's a lot more people interested in that, you know, than just the handful of fanboys that actually buy into this rebuild. So, you know, that's kind of what we're going to do going forward into our next season. But again, I appreciate another season. Uh, This was my second full year of the Pittsburgh Pirates Rant podcast. Uh, We've gotten our Twitter feed up from... 100 followers to 2,340 followers uh, and growing. Oh, and the nice thing about this um, podcast lately is we have a lot of new listeners and the new listeners are sticky. And what I mean by that is um, most people listen within 24 hours of this recording being finished, you know? And I appreciate that, meaning like you're waiting for the podcast so you can listen to it. And I'm gonna keep trying to give you quality And it's going to be completely different than the fanboy podcasts, you know. And I'm really going to give you as much as I can as to what's really going on with this, with the business of baseball at this team. Peace out.